Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Speech Check. I am Sam. And I'm Matt. And this is episode five. And today we're going to talk about Luigi's Mansion, the Rocket League economy, and our favourite game mechanics. Yeah, indeed. But before we talk about any of that, Sam, what are you playing? Well, I have been playing. Uh, I have been playing Smash, as always. Mm-hmm. There's been a good chunk of time since our last one, and I got a lot of people into Elite Smash. Nice. I think I've got, if I'm looking at the, if I'm reading it right, I've got Dr. Mario, Wolf, Falco, Ness, Ness, uh, Luigi, Terry, my boy Terry, Banjo, and K. Raw, all into Elite Smash. Nice, which okay. I was quite happy about. Um, I hit a, I've hit a wall since then, and getting any more... It's been a bit of a challenge. I've not really tried that much. I thought, oh, I might try Cloud because he's like yeah. an easier character. He's got a big old sword. It's quite but an eclectic mix of characters as well. You've got like they're ones that like I enjoy. So like any of the Super Mario characters, like Doc, Mario, Luigi, they all play kind of similar. Luigi, yeah. obviously, he's a bit different. Yeah. Terry, I think just Terry was just cool, and he's just like he's. Is it a Shoto? I think that's what they call him. That's like what they refer to as like Ken and Ryu and like the actual fighting game characters. I don't uh, know what okay. that no, references. I, you know, I thought that it was to do with because they always um, did it with Ken and Ryu. I thought it was to do with where they were trained because I know in the law Ken and Ryu are like trained by the same guy. Yeah, their their master is is the same. Yeah. yeah. So I I thought it was the reason they're called Shoto is because they're but maybe it's to do with the inputs or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's a fighting game. Yeah, fighting game that, that we're not getting, but yeah. yeah. Um, Banjo, I like Banjo. I was a little bit disappointed in when he came out. It just, I don't know what I expected him to be, but it wasn't what he was. But I learned to play it. You can just wander away, can't you? His kit is so weird. Like, he has an odd kit. He's a very weird character. He's varied. Not, yeah, he's like, it's like he's a zoner, but he doesn't have any of the tools to be a zoner. Yeah, like, I don't, his eggs are pretty good, right? His, like, They're surprisingly Kazooie's good, eggs. Yeah. Are... You can angle them pretty well, and you can. If you go for the full B, you can, you get stuck in like gun mode, don't you? But you're mm. just holding because you just keep shooting. Although I've never seen any like high level play, or high level players use that. Like I've only I've yeah. seen them pop out an egg to edge guard or like pop out the grenade over the ledge. People but... use the grenades more, and then they you can do some insane stuff to recover. I think. But... Oh, kind of like a bomb recovery, like the, yeah, like the links. Yeah. Okay. Um, and <clears throat> but the only the only people I've seen be good, or that properly main him are. I think Tweak does, but he's like, he mains everybody. He doesn't really have a character. Mm. And some of the Japanese players. Uh, yeah, and then K. Rool is just a random one. He's just a bit fun, isn't he? K. Rool is fun. Like, I, I, and they I don't main K. Rool, but I, I play him. He's fun. Like, It's just the back air spike, man. He's got what? His forward air is the, the side-like kick thing. His forward air is Mario's back air. Yeah, his down air is really good. It's mm. just a straight spike down. His up air gives an extra height, and it's just like a constant hitbox. His nair has armor. On his up air as well, his um, head is intangible. Yeah, he's like Mario's up smash, because he does the, the boink. Mm. Doesn't he? Um, yeah, he's got some weird moves. He has like a lot of end lag on a lot of his stuff, but yeah, he's got a berry. He's a, he's considered the worst heavy, though, isn't he? I think he's he's even like in the bracket of worst character in the game. Really? I think so, yeah. That shocks me. Compared to Ice Climbers. Yeah, that's, yeah normally... You can't. Who, who mains ice climbers and they just wobble, right? They're just looking for a wobble. That's yeah, and they're not. No fun. So there's a video of a guy within like the Salty Smash series. Mm. 
I think it's uh, one of the older ones. It might be Brawl, but like he, people are doing the wobble and like the graph stuff. And <clears throat> every time the guy uh, who is playing against him, every time he grabs him, he just screams in his face. Well, like like, fa like turns to face him and screams yeah, in his like, face. Ah! <laughs> like, and like so until he lets him go, and that was okay. But you don't ever see the guy. You just hear it because it's like filmed in like 2002. <laughs> Fucking hell. <clears throat> That's a bit much, isn't it? It was a money match. So you wouldn't, you think there'd be like, yeah, there's more on the line. Mm. But that's like, if what, like $5? I don't think that you can bet that much on a money match. No. I, I get pissed off if someone cheese me in a money match, though, in that way. I probably In that way, yeah. I'm surprised that, like, there's a bit, there's not a few more rules on what you can and can't do. Yeah. But it, I guess it works the same way. Like, why would you be doing that in a friendly? But then you can't do it in a money match because it's a bit more. Yeah, I guess. So there's, I not, guess. there's not really an environment where you should be doing it, really, is there? No, it's just a scummy tactic. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, that was my adventures match. They kind of stopped. I've tried to train my Falcon up a bit more. I go into arenas now and play and try and play people and try and dominate an arena. Which yeah. I would say I do 80% of the time. Every time, obviously, you're, gonna, you're just going to come up against someone who is, is better. Mm. Or, use, like, for not blowing myself up as good as I am Falcon's not a good character in the meta of the game he's like okay Captain Falcon yeah, yeah. no he's, he's he's like a crowd favourite right he's like a explosive he's, he's a stylish character people, yeah. the people that play him play him for the for the souls mm. uh, you don't play him because he's the best character in the game he's not a joker like if I I played a joker last night I think I lost and it was like I did okay mm. I, wasn't, I didn't get three stock anything, and I don't normally I normally at least get someone down to the one yeah but yeah, just trying to become a better player. But it's it's almost annoying at the point now where I think I've said to you before, if I if I play a hundred matches and win nine, win ninety nine and lose one, the one annoys me. Yeah. It's an, it's a frustrating level. That's to maybe be not at. a yeah, not a healthy attitude to have towards your performance. If you do well, you do well, right? Like Yeah, just you, take and, it as a and like and Smash you've gotta kind of be like, meh. You just gotta You're gonna have a bad out. game, you know, you can't play at your yeah, absolute maximum capacity every game. It's you know, it's at lunch, I know everyone's against me. Because you win every time. I, I get it. But like, it's still <laughs> not. like so much better than us. We're just like scrubs playing. And you come in and source every single one of us. You've three-stocked six people before. Yeah. All of us. Yeah, yeah, all of us. None of us could take a stock in like a multi-man melee. I felt bad for Sean today. Why? When he did the recovery. When he upbeat his ice climbers. And I just waited. Oh, yeah. That was a good hold, though. Yeah, that was a good hold. I'm just gonna wait for him. <laughs> just come right on into this. He tried to read the roll though. I was at the edge, and he turned right and forward smashed the other way, and I was like, "What's this guy doing?" Put back in his box. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, smash has kind of stopped for a bit in terms of the, the janky stuff. I'm not a YouTuber, so I'm not gonna try. Um, Fair. Got a lot more back into Halo. That was terrible English, but I've been playing Halo a lot more. Yeah. Um, Reach came out. On the third, which is what we today, the ninth. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So just under a week ago, um, I was furious because I thought I had to pay for it, but I didn't. Oh, okay. It just came with it. Yeah. What it is is that, so it was. I thought it was like a, a title update, which it was. Yeah. Um, but you would go into it and it's like, oh, you didn't. You don't have Reach. Would you like to go to the store and download Reach? And I was like, yes. <laughs> I suppose. Went there and so I've got. Uh, Game Pass 
which that's encompassed within that. Mm. So I was like, okay, so I get that automatically. And then it said like five pounds something, like a little cross of like the six pound fifty or however much it was. Yeah. And it was like it's only five pound eighty seven with your Game Pass membership. And I was like, I'm not paying for this. This is ridiculous. They've been promising this for ages, and they've not said that you have to pay for this. But that's if you want to pay to keep it. So if that game goes off Game Pass, which it won't because it's Halo and it's a Microsoft game. Yeah. So they don't have to pay for licensing. It is their game. But it's if it, if that game leaves Game Pass, you can pay a lesser fee I to see. own it. Okay. All right. So they're giving a discount during that period Yeah. for owning it. All right. I guess. But yeah. Played that. Reach is really good. And then played... I had a boosting session last night. Anyone not in the know, boosting, you play to get achievements specifically. Um... I'm not scummy. It's Halo Reach, and which is on the 360, which is nine years old, and it was all the DLC. And Reach has a weird matchmaking, or Halo in general has a strange matchmaking system, in that you vote, and then you're like, if you're looking for specific game modes and specific maps, that could be a nightmare. Okay. So you have to vote for one of three, and, if, and you also get to change. You can you can vote for none of the above, which yeah. gives you a different three, but then you have to pick one of those three. So that could be a bit of a nightmare. But yeah, finished, did all that. There's loads of DLC achievements, and we just did all those. Okay. But I couldn't connect to people in the party, so I had to uh, go through Discord. Why people don't do that altogether? What, just use Discord, or...? For situations like that, yeah, because there was eight people. And Discord is a, a much better way to manage group chat Yeah. in those situations. Just infinitely. Infinitely, no. yeah. But yeah, I'll stop talking. I've rambled. What have you been playing, Matt? Oh, what have I been playing? Um, I picked up The Outer Worlds because it was on Microsoft Game Pass for a quid. Um, was it? Yeah, a pound for a month for the first month and I wanted to investigate Outer Worlds because it was Obsidian's strike out on their own, right? They were at their first... Obsidian did New Vegas, yeah? Yeah, yeah. like outside of the... Four, well, And then Oblivion. I think it's the first time they... Yeah. Did they do... Yeah, Oblivion was yeah, Obsidian. Obsidian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's the first time they've moved away from Bethesda, right? Because Bethesda's not their publisher for Outer Worlds. No. It's just it's just them. Yeah, you, yeah, you can tell that because it works. Yeah. <laughs> it just works. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, well, I, I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. The storytelling is great. The voice acting from everyone, even like yeah. minor characters, amazing. I've heard from a lot of people that that is one of its main strengths, that just the voice acting and the script is like on point. Yeah, the script's great. The voice acting's great. The universe is really interesting. It's um, an interesting take on like a dystopian future, which is cool, uh, where everything's owned by like mega corporations, and it's yeah, it has a bunch of like fun uh, themes and stuff, which I, I liked. But the combat for me really let it down. I'm I'm a man that likes my my gameplay, my gameplay mechanics. I like there to be. Well, people say meat. like, so do you like Skyrim's combat? Because I think Sky Skyrim's combat is. Well, let's go for PG-13 as bollocks. It's basic. It's very, very basic. It's just, I'm a tank. I, c- I have more health than you. Hit, 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 hit. And, I'm, and you're going to die before me. It, uh, if, you, if you invest in block. Or, or, you know. or you use archery. Yeah, stealth archer. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? An arrow in my head? That's oh, fine. What was that noise? Yeah. Never should have come here. <laughs> um, it was just... So you have companions in the game, right? Yeah. And I was playing on hard, not... There's there's levels harder than hard. I'm not some kind of like masochist. I just thought you know I'm gonna the, make it challenging. Uh, like the Fallout esque survivor, whatever it is. Hardcore. Yeah, it goes like yeah. hardcore as well. 
Uh, so I put it on like one difficulty up. I was like, all right, let's let's get some challenge yeah, out of this. Let's, challenge, yeah. let's, let's play it. Um, and you've got companions, and I was using really really basic like ambush tactics. So I'd like send my companion off to the right behind a rock, aggro one monster. He'd run at me. My companion would aggro him, and then he's in a pincer. And like, I would win every fight with that. That's, that's it. That's all you that was, to Yeah, do. I, that, that's like optimum strategy. I was winning everything. <laughs> and then they each, each of your companions have like a super move you can do, which just rinses people on the battlefield. And I was like, eh? Like, it's just not... It wasn't fun or engaging. And there's kind of a weird, like, upgrade system for guns and stuff that, again, was I wasn't very engaging and I just didn't really get into it. So I played it for about four or five hours and enjoyed it. But as soon as my one pound... Uh, uh, subscription ran out I just left it just uninstalled it and left it and it wasn't worth it so yeah when you get people like well if you can you need people to look past the pain I guess you've got to have that hook that goes I need to do more of that and yeah. I guess combat is a is a thing to do that like I people give it a lot of stick but I thought the combat in 4 was alright I can be pretty good at the combat in 4 the, I, the core loop in Fallout 4 the, the core combat loop is fine it's I actually used, like, barely used Vats in 4. I yeah. poured it in 3 in New Vegas because it was just supremely powerful. Yeah. Something where you can stop time, even just to assess what the hell is going on. Yeah, and you can, like, as soon as you see someone take a grenade out, this is top tips for a game that's, like, 10 years old. You can Vats grenades in people's hands. If they if someone takes out a grenade and you go into Vats, it will show up as a target, even if it's thrown. So when they're about to throw it, you can blow it up directly in front of them. Um, but, yeah, I, I felt that the combat in 4 revolved heavily around drugs a lot it's just about having the right drugs and when you're in a, yeah, you when you're in a tough fight just um, psycho jet yeah and it was it Mentats that like boosted three different stats by two oh, it's well that and power armor party time Mentats that's it because that that does charisma intelligence and another one I can't remember but yeah endurance maybe buff tats buff tats buff tats do endurance god I fucking shouldn't remember all this about the game um so yeah, I was I was impressed with the the game, the storytelling, the acting, um, and the overall environment. But the your core game loop was just a bit weak for me, so I put it down. Um, and I picked up yesterday, in fact, Remnant from the Ashes, Ooh. which is touted as a Soulsborne game, which is a problematic description of a game. But we're not so getting into that now. I know you're not a fan of that description. No, and it's a that's a discussion for another time. Uh, and it's not. I wouldn't describe it as a Soulsborne game. From it's, what I've seen, it doesn't seem like that. And I've not played a Souls... Like, I've watched people play it, but I've not experienced it myself. No. It doesn't seem like to fit in that mould, really. It's entire. It revolves around um, shooting mechanics. Oh, then definitely not. It's, it, <laughs> it's <laughs> a game... Yeah, it's like a third-person shooter. It's, it was more... Oh, God. What was I going to compare it to? Anyway, not Soulsborne. Um, I'm enjoying it so far. It's hard. It is hard, and it has a whole, like, checkpoint enemies respawn thing going on. Um... But I don't think you can. So, yeah, that, that doesn't define it as a That's like saying uh, Gears of War is like a Call of Duty game because you shoot things. Yeah, exactly. Like, and you so, wouldn't you wouldn't call a third person cover shooter or a Gears like. Yeah, that's not right. So yeah, but yeah, it's it's fun. Not a Soulsborne. I'm aiming to get into it because I feel like it's got some some depth there, and it's a bit Lovecraftian as well. And I'm a slave to the Lovecraft, so I'm I'm on, on that. And the, my last one was. Depression Quest, which I played for, for university, which was, uh, yeah, hard. Was that when you're doing the 
child trauma stuff. Yeah, we did a yeah game on child trauma. That was uh, harrowing. Harrowing. Two did weeks they... just listening to people talk about child abuse and how it affects adults and stuff. It was a lot. When they kind of brought it up as the, this is what we're going to do our assignment on. Yeah. Did they kind of approach the subject matter in a way to be like, we appreciate this is probably going to be pretty tough or they quite blasé about it and just be like, oh, this is your assignment, go do it. No, you, you initially it was like, here's the assignment, make it like this, like a standard brief. And then there was a comment later that was like, if, well, actually at the end of the, the brief, it said, if you're uncomfortable with this, just come and ask and you, we can give you an alternative brief. So just opt out if you're not comfortable doing it, which is fair enough. Cause... I would have found it quite interesting, but yeah, I'd imagine it would have been... Uh... It would have been tough to get through when you get into the when you get into like people's intimate personal stories if like if they suffered abuse or yeah stuff like that it can be pretty it was challenging but you yeah. know challenging yourself is good sometimes right yeah getting getting amongst it in that and you kind of yeah like you know that going in it's not like you just you just stumble across it yeah so. yeah but that's that's what I've been playing. So that's what we've been playing. Matt, what's come out? What has come out? We're uh, a little bit behind the curve for for one reason and another, but we're gonna we're gonna wade into this. Well, so look, should we should we have a little disclaimer in that there was uh, work and professional stuff gone the way. You were away for a good or out of action essentially for a good week and a half, two weeks. Yeah, yeah. probably around the time that we would have done the actual recording. So some of this is from an older period, but we we have updated it to be more current yeah so. we're like late late october early november so we're, we're still current you know what i mean it's only early december yeah and like we, we haven't talked about these and so like people may know already what they are but regardless yeah. i've updated the news like the current affair stuff but i think the the releases are still worth talking about but yeah i, I agree i agree yeah so as you were luigi's mansion 3 is the first one we're going to talk about uh from nintendo coming out the 31st of october apt good job um is the next installment in the luigi's mansion series i just want to go on record and say i absolutely love luigi's mansion as a series it's a good one it is good the, I, I thought the first one was a great flagship title yeah i think it was like when people saw it coming out on the gamecube they were like mm, you know that was that's like a big play to put on a secondary character at that mm, time yeah but yeah i absolutely love that game it was good. I didn't play Dark Moon just because it was on 3DS and I didn't wear DS in some whatever version of DS it was. Is that the is that the canonical sequel? Is yeah, it... that's technically Luigi's Mansion 2. Oh, okay. And that is why this is Luigi's Mansion 3. Yeah. Gotcha. So, um, I, and I want to get this. I just have I don't have any money. But <laughs> It looks like it's worth a, a get from everything I could see about it. Um, great sense of humor, as the Luigi's Mansions always have. That They're always a little bit um, irreverent. Yeah, with the way Luigi that they just they, approach. They, he wasn't originally, but they seem to have poisoned that character. Like even in like Smash, like his taunts and stuff, he does he does some weird stuff. He's just a little bit dumb. He's not like anti Nintendo, but he pokes fun at Nintendo. It's like a, he's like the Deadpool of Nintendo's cast. Almost yeah, as as Deadpool as you can get with like a child's character. Yeah, like um, in um, in the Mario and Luigi rip, Mario and Luigi by the way. Oh, Superstar Saga. Yeah, um, like he's. The, the joke of that is that no one knows who Luigi is. They always call him Mr. Green or like Green Man. Okay. And like that he and like he's a coward and like he's doing stupid stuff and like he's always like if they fall down, 
like Luigi will fall down and Mario will fall on top of him and be fine. That kind of yeah, like Lauren Hardy sort of like playing on that sort of yeah. But they they keep that up in in uh, Luigi's Mansion Three with a lot of well placed humor and not like highbrow or adult humor, but it's like subtle enough that a kid wouldn't get it. It's like meant for people that are more it's like, like an R eight. Yeah, it's, it's that like, kind of stuff. You know so, what I'm saying? Like I think at one point either one of the menus or so I think it's something that. Dr. E. Gads has he's got he has like a virtual boy that he puts on his face to like see ghosts or something like they they poke fun at Nintendo's back catalog and stuff it's it's good uh, from that sense the gameplay is bit, 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 basically unchanged excuse me there freaking out that was a, a bit. great effect that, that was saying amazing bit, bit, bit. <laughs> when, we, when we hear it back yeah a little bit unchanged well basically unchanged you flash with the gab light suck him in. He now has this like slam attack. Does Luigi? Yeah, I've seen it. You're like do do do. Yeah, like, like side to side, one bit, side to the it's other. A bit wacky. You're, you're literally and you're Hulk. Hulk with Loki in Avengers One. Yeah, Avengers Assemble. That's Pretty what it hard. is. It's boom, boom, boom. You slam the ghosts around, and as you do, you stun other ghosts around you if you hit them, and you can like direct where you slam them, and then you suck them in. The complaint has been made that that makes the, the combat loop incredibly easy because uh, you you mm. can never really be beaten by a standard encounter. But that's not the challenge of Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, the challenge like it's a puzzle game, right? Yeah, it's an exploration puzzle game primarily. The the, like, you have like elemental ghosts that are part of the puzzle solving. Yeah, you have well in the original you have the booze, which were like the key to unlocking the the boss, the final boss. Mm -hmm. You have to have at least I think like forty. Yeah. Um, and then like any of the other ghosts only had like 10 or 20 health anyway they were just a minor inconvenience yeah they just they just offer a bit of gameplay variety while you're traversing the environment from what I can tell it's more about exploring the environment getting as many coins as you can getting the secret objects and stuff and they've pumped up their puzzles with the introduction of Gooigi I who... saw that well the way I was introduced to that was hi to Ruth with Gooigi that was how I found out about it on a Japanese reveal trailer oh <laughs> um, he like comes out of your backpack and he can like move through pipes and bars and stuff. So you get, you actually get some puzzle solving that's not entirely dissimilar from Resident Evil Zero, if you played uh, like, the, yeah, Billy Rebecca and, and Billy. Yeah. Also, quick one when I remember, Guigi is in Ultimate. You can see him in the background where Luigi does a grab. No way. You can see the green. Oh man, I just love that game so much. Um, yeah. Guigi adds an extra element to gameplay, and you can play the whole campaign, standard campaign, in co-op. One piece, one person being Guigi, one person being Luigi, or you it. swap between the control to solve certain puzzles. Alongside the co-op, single player, they also have a four-player online mode that produces a procedurally generated hotel, and it's it's time attack. You have to solve that hotel as quickly as possible, which is kind of interesting. Is it co-op or like competitive co-op? Uh, competitive co-op. So there's no direct interaction but you're like whoever gets the most scoring. money good for you yeah 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 and then they have an eight player mini game mode uh which has, has been championed by some and also kind of poo-pooed by others uh, as being just the mario party runoff basically it's, it's the, mm. the failed mini games that didn't quite get into mario party and now in uh, luigi mansion 3 but it's an extra it's, bit it's of gameplay it's just a nice addition right it doesn't yeah, detract from else. the main main game yeah I, I think it's a good addition I, you know if you can put more gameplay in there do it if you don't like it don't play it so, Luigi's Mansion 3, I'd say, I would say, pick it up on special, but Nintendo games never go on special. Yeah. So I would say give it maybe a few months, a couple patches to come out, pick it up. I'm going to say, get a Switch 
for that game. By that game, Link's Awakening. No, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, Ultimate. Okay. If you're gonna get a Switch, if you're gonna get your yourself or your child a Switch for oh, of course for Christmas, yeah. Get yeah, pick that as a game to go with. Bun- bundle that in. If you can get that as a bundle. If you don't have a Switch, you're going to bundle that with it. That's a get. That's yeah. a good get. And then you've got the rest of the Switch. I'm, con- I'm going to convince my aunt to get that for my cousin because he's got a Switch. Yeah. So. And then you can steal it from him. Yep. Good job. <laughs> the next game we're talking about is Death Stranding. And I really wanted to talk about this because it's weird. I, I feel like you'd have views on this. I do. Um, it's a very Kojima game. From from Kojima Produ- Productions, as you just stated, uh, it came out the 8th of November, 2019. It is the first game from Kojima. Of course, he's not with Konami. This is mm, his solo. It's first, first solo game. Yeah, he hasn't got anyone to rein in his crazy ideas anymore. You thought Metal Gear Solid was strange? Get it was. Re- <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing compared to this. So we've all seen it. Uh, the Amazon memes. We've all seen uh, that. That is uh, what what you do in Death Stranding, and it is what you do. The whole. Well, I say the whole. Actually, I'm. I'm there's, there's, a like, large, there's like an arc to a this. A large part of it, I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah. The first part of the game, the first five to ten hours, is traversing like a, just like a uh, an open wildlife-y kind of environment. Like, not wildlife, what I'm trying to say. Just like a big like open lands. world like landscape. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like forested, um, uncivilized mm. area with packages because there's been an apocalypse the world has ended there's ghosts killing people and there's rain that sends you forward in time so it's not great and you have to deliver things from point imagine a. if rain actually did that went, oh no oh, God. yeah it, it, just in easy. the trailers it was awesome like he had like a picture and stuff and like drop gone in and it, like crumbled away it's cool i enjoyed i enjoyed those trailers a little bit not much um yeah carry stuff point a point b Standard movement controls, you know, your stick, move mm. forward. But, kind of like a motorbike game. I can't think of the one that I'm thinking of. But you lean your body with the triggers. So if you have a lot on your back, and you start going up a hill, old Norman Reedus is like, oh, my pelvis is going. And he starts <laughs> leaning in the direction that gravity is taking him. So you have to, like, hold the trigger to lean his body back in okay if you fail to do that he falls over and his packages go everywhere then you have to pick him up <laughs> he's like oh my pelvis <laughs> oh my pelvis uh, you have to pick them all back up and they're then damaged and you get less money for them blah blah so the objective is to walk not fall over and give people packages it's actually a walking simulator it, it actually is uh, and you have to avoid these ghosts as well at the same time that's only for the first 10 hours after that it becomes like a building sim you have to start like making roads in between places to make it more easily traversable you get access to vehicles so you can make the journeys a lot shorter to I've keep getting him, money i've seen on the, a picture of him on a bike yeah yeah um you make defensive structures so you can tell when the ghosts are coming i can't i wrote down the name of them and i can't remember what it is off the top of my head they are called something weird i remember seeing it written down as well it was uh beach things Yes, the beached things. I thought that was a, an interesting name for them, like implying that they've come from somewhere else and they've like washed up yeah. on our reality. It's quite. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, yeah, take the cargo one place to the next. Then you start building roads. Then you get access to combat, and then it becomes like Metal Gear Solid. Like you have camps that you have to clear to get more stuff, and you get like access to all these weapons and this high tech equipment. 
So about 10 hours in, your core loop kind of flips on it, not entirely flips on its head, but you go from sneaking past these people and sneaking past the, the ghosts to fighting them directly and getting the stuff that they drop. So interesting game. Um, honestly, not for me. Uh, it's for someone. Yeah. It's not my kind of game. If someone gave it to me to play, I would play it, but I don't think I'd spend £50 on it. No. I, I yeah, That's actually a good, a good uh, yardstick. I'd play it if it was a gift. Yeah. But I wouldn't seek it so out. So maybe get it for someone else for Christmas. Yeah, if you've got anyone who loves obtuse things. Would you say if you liked Metal Gear Solid, you'll like this? You're more likely to like this, I okay. think is a way to put it. You, if you're in... if, if you're a Kojima fan, then. Yeah, it's very Kojima. It is very, like... From what I've seen, it's really cutscene heavy. There's a lot of storytelling through cutscenes, and uh, if you like Metal Gear Solid Four, the movie, yeah, then you'll you'll be all about this. Yeah. So I, I'd say, yeah, Kojima fans, get it. If you receive it as a gift, play it. Don't take it back straight away. Take it out of cellophane at least. <laughs> Do La- be honest. Last, last on the list is Planet Zoo from Frontier Developments, coming out the fifth of November, twenty nineteen. It is. This is a sentence I didn't think I'd say. The most comprehensive zoo simulator you'll probably ever get. It's intense. It. So you. And why I say it's intense, right? You know, okay. usually in like. Have you, have you played Zoo Tycoon? I'm aware of these games, so I do not. I am like fervently opposed to these games because they're just not games that I would play. Like, like sim games? Yeah, I need to have like an end goal. Okay. Um. Well, however close or far that would be, even if the thing is only like, even like Mario Party, there is a start and an end. The the idea is to have the most stars at the end of the how many turns. Yeah. And it's a sim, and I have to create my own world and just run it. Like I have life to do that in. So what I would <laughs> add the stress of that. running an incredibly detailed zoo into <laughs> that or a city, I don't know. There's some people that do, and I'm sure there is. That's why people play uh, Football Manager. Like, yeah, you know, that game like the never-ending game. Some people like an immersive sim as well. Yeah. Those kind of games. But um, that's that's not what, what I do it for personally. But I'm, there is obviously an audience for it because they keep being made. Mm. So not only do you have, I just shout all over your game. Then I'm sorry. That's right. It's not it's not my <laughs> game. It's, I was picking three games that are very different. That was my intention there. You've, you've done yeah. You've definitely done that. Um. So you've got your animals. Bring them in. They've all got. Their like needs, desires, keeping them happy, all this kind of stuff. But alongside that, they have probably the most robust, like 3D editing tool to make envi- like uh, sorry, not environments, enclosures for these animals that I've ever seen outside of like Unreal Engine. I've you can literally model piece by piece they're any very, structure you want. They're basically giving you a dev. You have you have like a 3D um, environment editor yeah. to to make this. It, it's incredible. Like there's there's already like a marketplace kind of mm. for people making environments that you can just pick up and place in your game. And I think that's cool. Like I think that's when it's yeah when you like hand that power back to the players or over to the players rather. Yeah, yeah. I'm all for that. By the way, I'm not against anything like that. It's just the the game itself. I would never play. But if you're not a man for a sim, you know they're they're like I appreciate that casual design. games, right? Yeah, it's not about immediate decision making. It's about like setting yourself up for future gain. Yeah, like Daniel loves those games. Yeah, because they're like they don't they're not too well. They they can be as intensive or unintensive on the player as you like. You can take the quickest possible route, or you can like spend eight hours designing a tiger cage. 
yeah, you 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 choose your level of investment, yeah. and that's how you play it. Um, if you are a fan of Sims, over sixty animals, uh, lots of micromanagement in the menus, which people love, and an insane level of customization. I assume play it on PC. Yes, uh, and it cooks PCs. It's it's like Metro twenty thirty three for some reason. Ultra. It's like they've like. Um, got a physics modeling system for every single hair on, a, <laughs> on every bear that you can have. It's like... It, it, They've gone in. To run at a decent frame rate, you do need a fairly decent PC. I know that its specs are... Its minimum specs are lowish, but if you want to have a decent time with it, you've got to have a fairly decent PC. Um, do you think that's going to be a barrier to some people? It's, it's runnable. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. You wouldn't think that a sim would have really intense... Not really, uh, not requirements. But I suppose because you're so zoomed out, you don't need to have decent models. But that's the thing—you can like come right in on the animals, zoom all the way up to them, and like I don't know, look at their ear hair if you really if, want if, to. If that's what that's, you like, that's the detail they've that's gone what to. Gets you off. Um, short summary: It's like Planet Coaster meets Jurassic World Evolution. Is Ooh. a good, concise description. I would say if you're a fan of Sims in any capacity wait for it to go down in price because it's quite expensive right now and they're probably going to it's going to be a wash with DLC because Sims always are yeah. they always always are so wait for some game of the year version in like a year's time and get that but that's my three that was it those are the releases so that's what's come out Sam it's time for you to educate us. Take us to enlightenment, as I like to say. Do you know what? This is probably the, like the most recent news I've ever done because it was all researched today. Okay. So it's it's hot. What? Well, one of them specifically is very hot off the press. This is a hot take right here. You heard it here first. But I'm starting with my nuggets. Okay. My little newsy nuggets. Give me the nuts. My bite size to wheat your appetite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fortnite, as you all know. It's a, it's a fairly regular in the news, just because I think it has quite a wide reach for a lot of people. Whether you love it or hate it, huge game. it, it is there. Yeah. And I'll give props to Epic. Like Their marketing strategy is impeccable. Yeah, the game the is... The people they choose to partner with, and the timing and the execution, just all the things they do. Like Fortnite's not a game for me. I'm not a Battle Royale person. Not a big fan of the art style. Mm-hmm. I think the mechanics, gunplay is a bit meh. It's just okay. Doesn't yeah. need to be great. But yeah, I'll, I'll give them their due. They know they know what they're doing and they know the people they're selling to. Uh, and then by that extension, a new scene from The Rise of Skywalker, because that's the okay. kind of crossover. As weird as it sounds, it's going to be playing in-game in the theatre, in Risky Reels Theatre. Like okay. an exclusive preview scene is going to be playing. <laughs> Which I That's think so is, smart. Pre- is pretty cool, and yeah. like, like that's a really clever marketing tactic. Yeah, and I'm that's what I like. Uh, I'm like trying to trying to learn about it in my in my spare time. I'm trying to move like professionally into that role of like doing marketing and social media and stuff. Yeah, so it's a bit more in it for me, and I appreciate just it's just cool, right? Whether you know anything about marketing or not, you hear about that and you're like, oh, I want to watch that. I'm gonna play Fortnite that time. They're gonna have they're gonna tank their servers probably. I'd imagine to a degree. But yeah, it's it's not that's as... really cool. Like, rather than just being, oh, you can get um, Ray's lightsaber in-game now. Yeah. You know, like, there's not something so basic as that. You could get someone who isn't playing the game hooked into the game because they can watch yeah. another piece of media. You don't have to be involved in the game to enjoy what they're showing 
Yeah, they're you like I mean? the get... way they expose their uh, like player base. Like you, you're not going to be as invested. So I'm a big Star Wars fan. I'm a big Star Wars fan. <laughs> yeah, we're, trouble, we're having troubles with the bees today. Yeah, that was the I don't know. An agent just tried to come into my body. And that's yeah. what was going on. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a big Star Wars fan. There's a Star Wars crossover that's happening at the moment. That's like the thing. Mm-hmm. So they have, they have like they have Marvel and they had they have Batman. Batman had no one. Marvel, Batman, John Wick. Uh, Apex Legends, uh, Max. Oh, they're the Max. Titan, Titan Max. Titan Max. Yeah, that happened, didn't it? Is that gone now? Is that just for a limited they, time? I think they put it in, and then they were like, "Oh, chapter two. Uh, okay. <laughs> they, they're nice. like, I think they kind of hit that reset it a bit. Yeah, mm. I think people were like, "Hang on a minute." The retcon came out. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think that was really cool. So if you're if you're an avid Fortnite player, it is going to be showing, like I said, at, uh, at Risky Reels, which I believe is a cinema within a place on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, on it'd be December fourteenth, so what's that? Five days from now, which is six days before the film was released, it's gonna be shown at seven p.m. Greenwich Mean Time. Okay. So yeah, do the math there. Check it out. Play it. Nice. Oh, you okay there? That I didn't, that, that, did, that, didn't get, that didn't get picked up. So you so, don't well, know. Well, that's what editing's for. So you'll never know what we're talking about. No, it'll never happen. Um, nugget number two. I'm a fan of this man, as I'm sure many people are. Probably mainly for not as much his music as they are for just him being meme heavy. Okay, who uh, are you talking about? Snoop Diggity Doo Dog. Okay, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Isn't he Snoop Lion now? Uh, he was, and then he quickly forgot about that. Oh, okay, fair enough. Like he made a documentary on it, and then like the next day he was like, nah, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> uh, he's now a sports commentator in a game, so he's a voice. You can I don't know if he's like in the game or going to be DLC yeah but he's going to be in NHL 20 okay as, as a commentator nice sounds odd but he's actually done commentary before oh really yeah so he's and I think he he likes to do that kind of stuff he did the mess about stuff when he did um, like Planet Earth or a, a, like a wildlife documentary thing yeah equivalent but he speaks so slowly don't you have yeah. to be like on it if you're a well, he's gonna. I imagine he's going to be a colour commentator oh okay and he's going to you know he doesn't have to do play by play which is much more like don't look at me like that. Right? He's <laughs> what? Like, That's what it's called. <laughs> I didn't say a thing. You're a bad man. <laughs> so yeah, there's plenty of videos if you want to check him out. Actually, doing real life commentary, there are videos that exist to so check okay. him out. But yeah, I thought it was a cool thing. He's also done that. He you, he was a DLC announcer in Call of Duty Ghosts. Was he? Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, did anyone play Call of Duty Ghosts? Was that uh, one of the least popular titles from? Yeah, I think, but I don't think that was. Ghost's fault. I think people had cod like lethargy. Yeah, you release one every year. Yeah, I think people at that point just had enough, and it just didn't do enough. It was different. But again, yeah. off topic. Okay, sorry. Yep. Carry on. News, news. But I do with it. Uh, yeah, I'm cool with that. I think if I was a celebrity, I would do that. Like if I could play, uh, like Gears and have Terry Crews as a nightzer, like a DLC nightzer. I'd play. I'd pay like two quid to have that. Yeah. I, I don't know why that's not a model. If you're hearing me, epic, and you want a new thing. <laughs> Get Terry Crews in there. Everyone yeah. loves Terry Crews. Yeah. Power! <laughs> um, Making my way downtown. White girls fans out there. Yeah. Oh, I've seen that. It's Is it Lip Sync Battle? It's not a good film. Oh, uh, yeah. White no, 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 no he, White Chicks. Yeah, Sorry, he, White Chicks. Yeah, he does that in, uh, in Lip Sync as well. He, like, does he? He creates that, yeah. Oh, God. So, um yeah, that's like what he started in, right? That was what a lot of people will know him from. Is it? I reckon. So, no yeah. way. I well, thought that was, was like he was a well, he was a professional football player, wasn't he? 
I didn't know that about him either. Yeah, he was very, that's why he's huge. Okay. I, think he was, I thought he was a bodybuilder. I thought that was he's probably done a lot of things. Yeah, he. Um, he oh, I'll tell you what, this is getting too off topic. Not, yeah. Let's not talk about Terry. The, make, the Terry Crews podcast. We'll, is, we'll <laughs> have to start that in a our new spare podcast. Time. Yeah, Terry yeah. Crews. We, we just talk about various aspects of Terry Crews. Yeah. This start week, at the top. Yeah, this week, Terry, Terry Crews' scalp. <laughs> One hour. Why is it so smooth? Yeah. Okay, what's, what's the next? Give me your next note. Oh, God. Sorry, that was a tangent. That may require an edit, but there we go. Absolutely not. No. Uh, we'll move on to the juice. Okay, we're going to the, the big part. The juice of the goose. Oh, no, no, we got one more. Oh. House House, which oh, yeah. was the dev of Untitled Goose Game, which oh, I'd okay. recommend to buy. Yeah. They did a bit of a funny thing. Mm-hmm. So if you're not in the UK, which, why wouldn't you be? Uh, we don't have... Do we have international listeners? I don't think we do. Uh, Maybe one. You're a demographics guy, man. What are you looking at me for? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just have the kit. And... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, there is a general election coming up. And like many people do, people take to Twitter to voice their concerns because it's quite a... So I don't have or use Twitter um, just because I didn't use it at the start. So I'm not going to... I feel like it's kind of pointless picking up now. But it's like uh, people use it for like the sound bites and they're quick. I find there's like a lot of like sarky comments that pop up from tweets and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, this one was apparently... It was, please, please, please vote Labour. Which... Mm. You know, I don't think we should get onto religion or politics yeah, in this don't. podcast. Just a very thorny issue. So let's let's clarify why we're bringing this up. We're talking about developers entering the political sphere. Yeah, that's what we're saying. I right? don't think. Uh, I think it's you can your game can do that. I think mm-hmm. your game can raise political questions and challenge ideas and things like that. But I think you as a developer. I think you should just stay neutral to that because by talking about that or by doing stuff like that, you only serve to alienate a section of your audience. Yes, it's a it's a div- divisive choice, right? Yeah. To do that is divisive. If it's how you feel and you really need to say that, then do it. And like you said, do it in your game as well. If it, Gaming is another form of media. You'd be comfortable with it in a book, in a film, in a TV show. Like, the example that springs to mind in my head is Banksy. He makes all his political views um, not exclusively with his art, obviously, because they, sometimes they're just funny. Yeah. But, you know, he has done political stuff before. Yeah. But he doesn't come out and make a speech and say, I'm against this, I'm for this. He does a, uh, like, a mural. Like demonstrates like. it. He demonstrates yeah. his displeasure. And I think that's or... a, a more well-respected and a more powerful way to do it as well. So I think by doing it, in an art media, I guess it is whatever. a little bit ham-fisted to just say vote Labour, right? Yeah. But then, if that's what you, that's what you feel, if that's what you want to say, if that's what, if yeah. that is the view of your entire development studio, do it. Yeah, I think if that's, that's what the you thing as well. Say. Like if, if the the people that we work for came out and said we are, you know, we're Tory and proud, mm. that's representing the view of like a hundred plus employees. You know, mm. but, not that, but, but not that, that that isn't the case, by the way. Yeah, we're not saying that. That's not the case. This is a, this is hypotheticals right now. Yeah, okay, um, you shouldn't have gone onto it. Why did you why did you bring no, this no, up? You can't even talk about it. Did you just assume I was political? <laughs> yeah. Oh god. But yeah, I just thought that was a bit. You know, they're of course they're entitled to their their views and opinions. Yeah. I think by doing that, they've they're they're going to 
divide their audience in some regard. Whether probably that's, in, incur whether some that's kind 50-50 or 90-10 or whatever. Yeah. They're going to incur some kind of backlash as well. It's yeah. just, you can't say anything on the internet without there being backlash. So. Yeah. Everyone disagrees with you somewhere. They just haven't found you yet. Yeah. yeah. But no, here's the big stuff. Oh, now I'm ready for it. Uh, game ranks, which I was like, I've always like kind of been aware of. Wait, game, what? It shut down today. Shut down today? Yeah. What? Yeah. Game they they have the, like, the little with yeah. the intro and like all the like triangles coming together, right? Yeah, yeah. That's game ranks. Yeah, and like it's basically like it was like the first Metacritic. What? So yeah, they're gone. What, what happened? Uh, Tell me. For from what I know, uh, if you go and if you try and go there now, you should be d- redirected to Metacritic. Um, I think what was the problem is that I think like initial review sites had uh, there's like no verification or so okay. so I can if I make a game I can go and give it or tell you to give it 10 uh, like 5 star reviews yeah so it, it, it wasn't monitored in any way it wasn't properly checked mm. that was all the information I could gather from it that was it yeah Man, that, so, that upsets me RIP but yeah if you want if you want any uh, user generated reviews with Metacritic or OpenCritic okay well, it's a sad day. That is a sad day. That's 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 hit me. That is. I like game ranks. Yeah. Um. One thing I'd, I'd I'd take from that. So that's like an older, you know. So we we kind of like grew up within, uh, like the growth of that. I. I'm fully happy for the game industry to, uh, evolve. But I worry that like things that we like cherish from our childhood of gaming may disappear. Like I don't, I don't know how like game as in the shop in the UK game. Yeah, uh, is still trading. It's not going to be for much longer. I don't think. I think well, they, they just don't seem to be doing. Uh, or they do for me. They're just doing all the wrong things. They're like they they don't get it. Mm. I feel like it's people who understand business and have just picked games as their venture and yeah. feel like they care like get like i get why kind of game station went out of business they would they just got like cannibalized but i would when it was in town i'd always go in game station over game because i feel like the people there were actually gamers yeah it's a bit like um pink planet which is in, yeah. an incredibly local reference if you do know pink planet pink yeah. planet Good, good job. On, good on you. Well done. Yeah, that, that's a place where, like, everyone in there... It's like a passion gaming shop. Yeah. Because they, they sell magic cards and, like, retro video games and stuff. But, yeah, gaming getting beaten out by Kex as well. CEX. Yeah, do you know what? They've even stopped... Uh, they don't do price match with them anymore. They were like, we just... No, we just can't compete. And they don't take... Um, they only take current-gen games on Blu-ray. Wow. That's indicative, isn't it? It's just... And they have, they've got their game belong... I don't know how much that is making them, but that's like the VR type experience. Thing, esports, right? it's for esports. You like rent out oh, a high spec computer for a oh, while. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they do have a VR section. Well, at least the one in uh, Bristol they do. Oh, okay. Um, but that's, uh, that must just be a part of that. But mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, I've seen. Um, yeah, you can go. They've just got like a row of PCs. It's, not, it's like a like an internet cafe essentially. Isn't it? Yeah, basically, that's um, basically what it is. Yeah, I I don't know. They're still going. Don't I don't. I don't know the same for the American. GameStop is the American equivalent, right? G- GameStop, I think, is American game. Like there, okay. There might yeah. be conjoined companies, or it's like the same parent company. But I, I think they are direct. But GameStop in America is a bit more nerdy. 
like they have a lot more merch. Yeah, from yeah. what I've seen, it's whereas game here, it is only games, but I don't understand how you sell them in 2019 when like electronic marketplaces are everywhere. Like I don't have to, I can buy it on electronic stuff from my Switch. You know what I mean? I don't have to leave the mm. house to buy a game anymore. Yeah, they're not like they're not competitive on any pricing. No, um, they're usually like, more expensive. Yeah, which I don't understand. The, they have to pay, I guess they have to pay for the box, making the disc, the shipping. Only, the thing what they seem to have like bet all their money on is that you have exclusive pre-order stuff from there. And that's it. That's true, actually. I Yeah, I mean, we're, I've got my Pip-Boy yonder up there. Like, that's the only reason I but would... Like, but like, we're like proper... We're like hardcore gamers, but I don't think that they'd be getting that much... Like, that was probably the last thing you bought from them, right? Or the last memorable thing. Last high-ticket item. Yes. Yeah, so, and that was what a good whenever four eight four came out. Yeah, well, it was a, we went to the midnight release, didn't we? Yeah, so together, of course. Yeah, because we're cool. Yeah, that was just a little little, little caveat. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do. I'd like to. I've like written in loads of stuff because um, I'm like part of their. I think it's like Game Elite is what they're called. It's like a free membership thing you can sign up to. Um. And they, they ask for like uh, opinions and like feedback and you do surveys and stuff. And I've said some loads of times what they need to like stuff they should do. Yeah. I feel like they need to interact with their player base more. Like they should they should be like out there holding tournaments, having yeah. like interactive stuff, competition, they should be doing loads of stuff. But it feel it just feels really corporate to me. That's what I didn't like about games. Yeah. They're not very proactive with their um with their community. Yeah. Well when I go in like when I go in there's just like everything around games. They're like, oh, do you want this huge, like, one liter can of iced tea while you play your game? Want that, you want, that, you want that a sweet G fuel? Yeah, do you want a Pikachu plush for like 50 quid? It's like, well, yeah. no, I just want to buy Mario Kart 8. Oh, God. Yeah, I got rinsed one Christmas for a Fallout Christmas jumper, and that was like a good 45 quid for a Christmas yeah, jumper. What, what? I paid it because I'm an idiot, but I. Yeah. Anyway, I'm. I'm Drawing you on this tangent too much. Yeah, right. Piece number two. Go on. So, I've not played it, but I know a lot of people do. It's got very popular a, game. A pretty intense multiplayer community. Rocket League. Uh, the developer, I'm what? Psyonix? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I'm saying it correctly. I'm not going to get blasted. <laughs> um, they've changed the marketplace dynamic. So this is, I feel like this is a, a core theme of our of our podcast that we talk about like, the business aspect of that. Yeah, business and monetization comes up a lot yeah. because it's quite prevalent in the... Well, I just feel like I don't I don't like being... I don't know why, as gamers, we have to be punished. Why are we? Why are you trying to squeeze as much money out of me as possible? Why can't you just make a game and let me buy it? I don't. I wouldn't buy a book chapter by chapter. Exactly. So why is it okay to do it with a game? You and wouldn't go into a cinema, pay like 20 quid for a ticket, which is probably less than what it is now. <laughs> uh, Not if you're in then, Wales. And then like have the... Film at end after an hour and be like, right, if you want to see the ending, that'd be another tenor. That's not how yeah, it works. It's and I get they're not directly comparable art forms, but that's, that's yeah, still not it's, okay. I I think it's a decent enough allegory for what goes on with with gaming right now. Yeah, you just get squeezed. So from what I understand, again, bear with me. I've not played Rocket League. I've just done the research badly. <laughs> uh, they used to have a crate and key system. Okay, and that that's now been replaced with blueprints. Okay. And they show the item before. And so it's basically like being able to peek inside the loot box and saying, do you want this thing? Mm-hmm. If not, get rid of it. 
Okay. okay so you can either reject or take the loot box. Um, it also has an in-game currency of credits. Of course. Um, and it was roughly 100 credits would equal $1. Mm-hmm. Which, to me, pretty fair, simple system. It's not like it's 82.17 credits equals 1.8 pounds. Yeah. You know, it's not anything weird like that. Everyone knows where they stand. Um, when the changeover happened, anyone that had remaining keys uh, was converted to credits, which I assume there's tiers of credits. There's gold, uh, like gold keys, which were worth slightly more. Um, okay, I d I'm not sure about the currency system in Rocket Yeah, League, yeah, same. So yeah. it's, you know, you would either get anywhere from like 100 to 130 credits. So you weren't going to lose that. You weren't going to get less. Yeah. Um, and uh, it has a trading community, kind of like the only one I know really know of that is uh, TF2. Okay, TF2 or CSGO? Yeah, they're that has, pretty... has the main... They're like, when I think of a trading community, that's the ones I go to. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm with you. Yeah, so they use that as the base rate. So they're like, oh, if this... Uh, I've got this car. It's priced oh, okay, on, yeah. their, on their uh, marketplace as a thousand credits. So you either you either pay me $10 or you give me 10 keys. Okay. Yeah, Everyone knows where they stand, right? Yeah. That's a fair system. But now they've introduced an item shop, which is kind of just in one fell swoop, just kind of brush that trading community aside um, because there's no keys now and there's just credits and the blueprint they basically show you do you want this yes or no yeah you and do you have to like pay to unlock the blueprint or does the blueprint you just like get it I think like, it's like you get it from you get it from a match result so like, if you do it and play a match you get that it's like oh you've earned a blueprint and it's mm -hmm. like oh this this decal do you want this uh, no you're right okay they take it away okay you don't get to scrap that okay all right, that's kind of a weird system. Yeah, as far as I know, yeah, okay. you don't get to. So you either get the thing they're offering you, or you don't. Okay. But you get to accept. You, you get to see what it is beforehand. Okay. So, but why? Why? Yeah. Okay. Karen, sorry. That's... Um, because there is no key. There's no tradable item that comes from that. Yeah. There's no base rate to judge it against. So the devs are just setting whatever price they feel. Yeah. Is is fair? So you don't have a you don't have a player. Uh, based economy anymore you have a developer run shop yeah okay so i imagine the community wasn't happy about that no subreddit has been going crazy yeah you know, this is a, this is ridiculous people are obviously like just campaigning think? against stuff yeah. they don't want that you know i wouldn't be happy if i played that game and they just you know flipped it around especially when it's gone from something that works that's fair for everybody that completely favors one side yeah you know um People have been getting on Epic because Epic have now taken Sionix into their crowning bosom. Oh no! So people are like, "Well, that's funny, isn't it?" They so they people now think strongly that it will become free to play because Rocket League is what like fifteen quid. It's not it, yeah, it's not anywhere between this. ten and fifteen pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I think is, you know is fine, but yeah, it will probably move into that that, that same thing. model, that same bracket. Yeah. Um, uh. Epic usually handles stuff pretty well, though. Like, they're not as exploitative as some other companies. Yeah, pe people, I think, give them maybe a bit of a hard time because of the, the the stigma, maybe, that Fortnite has. But it's actually a pretty fair system. It's probably the fairest you could get within that. Model. Yeah, it's not It's not so bad. It's no Battlefront 2. Like, no, we've exactly. seen worse, way, way worse. So it's, it's not that bad. Yeah, so... Um... My question to you from this matter is, do you think devs have to like create their own economy now? Do you think that's a necessary part of a business? Hmm. If you went to, if you tried to pitch a game, yeah, a multiplayer, 
and you didn't mention anything about an economy or a marketplace or yeah. a currency, they'd be like, where is this? I think that you're almost better off letting the player base make uh, make their economy, make a shop, because that engages people. Because some people only play it for that economy, then. you, you... I imagine there's people that like play uh, CSGO, and they go, oh, I've got, I've got a skin now. I'll just find a buyer. Yeah, trade, like, trade skins. Yeah. And you keep their mind in the game when they're outside of the game. Because they're like, oh, I've got two things in the shop. I best check on them when I get home. Mm. Oh, I might as well play this for a bit. You, you keep an engaged player base for longer. Whereas if you just have a shop in a game, I reckon people are less likely to get involved with it, personally. That, that's my opinion. I think you have to have a model prepared. So not necessarily... You have to make an economy or make a shop, but you have to have comparative values for objects that could be tradable within your game. Okay. So you, I, that would be my takeaway. Would be know what you think things are worth and be able to value them against all other things that have worth in your game. As boring as it is, I completely agree. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be no debate here. Moving uh, on. And the final one, make it short and sweet, there's a new Bioshock game. It was oh, literally announced today. God, yes. In 2K, so it's not irrational. No, not even irrational because they're dead, which are now ghost stories, which, by the way, check the website, last update, 2013. Ooh, rough. <clears throat> and I like Ken Levine as well. Well, I, I want to like him. So it's it's not it's not from Ken Levine at all. He's no. Yeah, uh, it's from the internal studio at Two K that's been dubbed Cloud Chamber. And I did see a post uh, earlier okay. that had a logo on it. Um, it's going to take several years. Okay, they're in good. very early development. Okay. Do you know what that that was the quote that made me happiest? In development for several years, maybe maybe yes. like good. Don't rush this, please. No, because I love Bioshock Infinite, right? I do. But it was on the cusp of being a bad game, in my opinion. There were a couple of decisions where it was just teetering. Was... Uh, the the uh, opening the terror combat system was nowhere near as deep as they made it out to be. No, yeah. Um, that should have been way better than it was. The whole Clash in the Clouds DLC I thought was weak as hell. Yeah, that was bad and actually really difficult because... Yeah selling like enemy encounters in Bioshock for me should have been more thoughtful it wasn't like face a thousand enemies it was like here's these five thoughtful enemies here's like two lead heads one nitro who's like up here yeah I, I get what you mean a, it, like, avoid based the on the daddy. arena yeah. yeah and it was like you know it was a more like yeah more thoughtful encounter rather than just here's a uh like a wave survival game that just seemed like a really weird direction to take it oh, the, the lead dev on Infinite he whenever I've seen him speak about Bioshock Infinite's combat he freaking loved it he thought it was like revolutionary he thought it was great he thought the skyhook was the best thing to ever happen to like FPS's and I thought it was really formulaic predictable because you'd have narrow story section a few small encounters big arena skyhook that was basically a circle that was, yeah, it was like literally a big, a, every like encounter. Like a big loopy circle. Yeah, and was it was it. fun enough. Like I played through the whole game and I enjoyed you it. Could, you could, yeah, but you could exploit that because you could, uh, like, I don't even think you needed to spec the skyhook. You could kill normal enemies in one hit. Yeah, you, and you could do stuff punch. where you have the the you'd land with a shockwave or you'd set people on fire. Murder crows. Um, you have it where you got shock, a, right? That you get a, a, you get a speed boost when you jump off, or you like there's things where you like you become invincible when you got off a skyhook. Yeah, it just wasn't. He thought it was great, and I think that's why Clash in the Clouds exists because it was like, oh, let's make a DLC that's just combat because our combat's so good, and it's like your combat is average, 
and your story yeah. is what's carrying you through this and your cinematics were good and I was invested in Bioshock anyway but he thought it was great and I just hope it's not as misguided because if do you remember the very first trailer for Bioshock Infinite I think so Charles Attend the guy that's made of crows and there's the gameplay that came shortly after that the 10 minutes where he goes into the bar and I like, remember the gameplay. Uh, in Bioshock, yeah. you can choose whether or not you want to move through areas and blah, blah, blah. And that wasn't the case at all. They took out all of that. Yeah, there was no decision making in that. No. And it was literally, well, the, the game then put it, didn't they put it a thing like, oh, it doesn't matter what thing you choose, the, the bird or the cage, because they all converge on the same point. So it literally meant nothing. Yeah. It's like, okay, I get that you're making a point about predestination, but also that's a bit of easy development for you, wouldn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I am excited for it. I want it to be good. As much as I just ragged on Infinite a little bit. Which I know you really like Infinite, so I'm not... Oh, uh, I do, but I'm also aware that Bioshock 1 is an objectively better game. Yeah. It might, yeah. I'm... 2 doesn't get as much love as it should. 2 had a really good multiplayer mode that no one played. I loved... 2's multiplayer was good, man. It was. It, it was, was really so good. dumb, but awesome. Pulling off, like, some... Shock. <laughs> crossbow oh the crossbow and the, like the elephant gun get, get elephant gun was good and uh, the but everyone used the um, uh, I called it the hairdryer gun the needle the needle gun like the oh yes that, like you could spool it up yeah, you'd yeah, have a well, thing that made it the, uh, like get an accelerator for it that made it faster people would just do that it was it was it was a fun a fun multiplayer mode I like that I like you could that. booby trap stuff you had really good perks yeah, so really like, good. While I'm here, really good multiplayer that no one played. Max Payne Three. That game was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Joe, I got, I got into the multiplayer on Quantum of Solace for the Xbox 360. That was really good. Do you know why? Because it was made by Treyarch. It was. It, why? That's why it's a budget Call of Duty. It was awesome because it like was the, really good. The perk, the perk system was built around like equipment. And you had like a, I think you had like a weight or like slots. But I remember being like, yeah, that's what, I've like um, I have gloves. So, like, I can hold my gun more steadily. I just, like, even though it's, like, a little minute thing, it isn't, like, juggernaut, I have more health. You know, it's, like, yeah, I actually no. have a piece of equipment that relates to my body. And Max Payne did the same thing where you could, like, um, so when people die, you can loot the bodies, but you can booby trap your body. But then you can also get glasses that lets you see any bodies that are booby trapped. Okay. So it's like it just that that circle of design that like oh you've got this but I've got this but oh I've got this. That's your uh, Claymore Dead Silence. Um, yeah. Uh, Danger Close. Yeah. In Modern Warfare Two wasn't it? Yeah. But you could like yeah but you could like spec certain stuff so like you would only come up on the radar if you sprinted but you could wear sneakers that didn't make you show up. I don't know why that that feels really satisfying to if me. If you were so you had a weight limit so yeah. and you and like if you wore like a helmet and you like basically dressed up like a juggernaut you'd have uh, you could your run speed was slower yeah um, and your health regen was slower um, it's just a nice touch you get, even get to a point where if you went to max weight you didn't regen health hmm. but so then, if you wanted to just be an actual tank like yeah not... but then you can also take painkillers but then also killing people gets your bullet time okay and you and then you had there was just so many so much you could customise and you could make such unique loadouts it was really cool nice thematic wrapping in like those little small instances like there was Just such like minute stuff even though it was like tiny yeah. you could make a really specific build that was like really good at certain things but, oh. God, we've, we've gone off on the uh, niche multiplayers 
of that game. <laughs> go back. And go, play yeah, the go Quantum back. of Solace multiplayer. <laughs> play Quantum of Solace where you can snipe with shotguns. There's no drop off on those shotguns, if you remember. Oh, really? So you could snipe with shotguns. <laughs> um, yeah, play great. Quantum of Solace, uh, Bioshock 2, Max Payne 3. and Max Payne 3. You have a great Christmas. I've got West Mouse. Okay, so that's us enlightened with the news. I'm on to the question. And the question from last time's episode, I didn't say week this time. Good. Is what are some of our favorite game mechanics? And I'm going to let Sam kick this off because I've not thought mine yet. Yep, he didn't write them down. He's going to respond to me. <laughs> uh, to be fair, this was my question. So it was kind of, it was preloaded what I wanted, wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, I want to give a shout out to Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem. All right. Which I had an interesting like so I've weirdly I've never played it, watched it played and back in the day uh my um mum's that dad owned like an off license and they would get magazines. Okay. And uh I would get the Nintendo magazine, the Nintendo official magazine. Okay. And this is going to show show our ages a little bit, uh, but there used to be like a guide of how to f- complete a game. Okay, so it's, in, it's in like, like the back section. Nintendo Power. Yeah, basically. Okay. And uh, Eternal Darkness is one of them. I remember reading about Resident Evil Remake as well. Okay. So it'd be like part one in one week, and then you'd have to wait until next week to get the next section. And I loved that when I was like ten. That was okay. great. Um, but yeah, I just remember reading about the sanity meter. Yeah. Which was. Uh, so, a quick recap. Eternal Darkness, you're like a descendant from a family. Your grandfather dies. You go to his house. You find this tome, kind of like the Necromicon. From yep, Necromicon, yeah. Uh, Evil Dead. Um, and then you would read about people in time that like fought powers of darkness and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and you would then play the levels as those people in that time. Mm-hmm. Within that, if you come up against an enemy, like a like a spectre or a ghoul or whatever, whilst they were alive, they would be uh, increasing your insanity. And the game would affect that by... Uh, it would just black screen, mm-hmm. like the TV had been turned off. Uh, when you went to... If you pause the game, um, it would like... When you went to like resume, it would say that you it deleted your saves. Yep. Uh, it says, confirm if you want to delete your, delete your game. Deleting complete. And then it would just go back. Um, it would reverse the controls. It would have the volume on like a TV go down, yeah. and then it would cut the sound out. It was just awesome. That like they broke broke the fourth wall. That and it level was of doing it in such a like a, a small way. Like I remember reading about it and being freaked out. So it was like it was cool. Yeah, I've, and I was I only have... a kid, but I I know people that play it or I've seen people that play it. Like that was. Um, you know, people say they get freaked out by you know Slenderman and Finance Freddy's and stuff, but that's a that's that subtle. This fourth wall, fourth yeah. wall breaking. Like when you've got your your CRT, you're playing alone, and you your your volume just comes up and depletes to nothing, and the sound of the game's the gone. The first time that happened, like, you would have what? shot yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or it, the game, like you said, just stops and it says disc read error. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, and then it just starts again. Or I've seen. Um, I've seen one where your character stops, their head explodes, and you just keep playing like normal. Yeah. Or like your limbs could or fall like, off. Yeah, or... Blood starts coming down from the walls. There's enemies that appear that you would attack them and then they're not there. Yeah. It was they patented the system. 
they yeah. patented the sanity system. But then, was it, I think, correct if I'm wrong, anyone that's out there, don't know. I was going to say, leave it in the comments. You can't comment on a podcast. No. Um, that's not that's, do you some get, uh, make get, your own podcast and respond back to me <laughs> yeah. uh, make a podcast just to tell him <laughs> yeah about was Eternal it, Darkness I'm pretty sure it was Silicon Knights yes that's right and they made uh, uh, they made that game another game oh go on that they what got like? sued for what, what happened they, were, they published it without a license was uh, it Star it sounds like a Star Wars thing no it was you were like a Viking but it was like space oh um too human. Yes, that Too was human. it. They published that and it just ruined themselves. <sighs> that game sucked as well. <laughs> yeah, it was how good Eternal Darkness was. Yeah, Too human sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Silicon Knights, make a podcast. There's a guy somewhere going, it was a good game. <laughs> it was not a good game. They decided to tie all of the, the third-person combat to the right thumbstick. Uh, oh, yeah. No. That's, that's Why? Not it's not a twin-stick shooter and it's not a high... Do you know what? Uh, Never Dead is like that as well. You attack by flicking the right and left oh, stick with God. your. It's not a good idea. Like no, because it's not it, that stick is like if you could do that to responsive as a mouse, that'd be awesome because you could be like. Yeah. But on a controller joystick, yeah. you have nowhere near like the sensitivity or the like fidelity to be able to. Because oh. basically, like you have a full three sixty movement, yeah. but you can only hit in eight directions. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, what am I thinking? For Honor. For Honor has a really good, like, omnidirectional melee system that, uh, in fact, if we're talking about favorite mechanics, fuck it, I'll just throw this Go in. Go for it. Yeah. For Honor, right, you have the, you have three stances that you pick I've with seen you your thumbstick. Yeah. So you, like, if remember. you hold it up, then your weapon's up to the left. There's, they've they've uh, localized it to three areas, so it's a bit easier for you to do stuff. But all of your combos, moves... Uh, your defense, offense are all dependent on your stance. So while you're holding your axe up, you're also blocking up. So if someone, you, you can read the other character's model. Mm. So if they're holding their axe to the right, that means that that player is holding the stick, their stance off to the right. So it's like that, I thought was a great way to implement the sticks into melee combat. Flicking them is not good. It's just, it doesn't feel good. There's no feedback. It's difficult. See, it just feels really flimsy. Yeah, and like, like oh. And all I do when I go to an enemy, you like target them with left trigger. This is uh, on Never Dead. Yeah. And you just go, blah, 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 blah. you just spam, like yeah. you just fucking hit the stick put, everywhere. Put your palm on it and yeah, you fucking go Yeah, you just nuts. do the old track and field. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's, it's just not a good, you know, I, I don't like engaging enemies that way. No, my, my little brother had two human and he completed it. And I played it on him. for an hour. <laughs> I was like, I can't go on with this. What is, what is this? <laughs> so I go, go to next. Sorry, I'm, I'm derailing here with my... No, no, that's good. That's, that's what this is for. Um, another unusual one. Transplanting mechanics. And what I mean by that is when uh, devs, or whoever's making the game, acknowledge previous series. So a, a great case in point of this. Mm-hmm. Ultimate. Of I course. know we go on about it a lot, but... We do. It's a good game. Like, the fact that you can have Ryu, Ken, and Terry's... The fact they have inputs from their previous fighting games. Mm. Like, they could have just ignored that completely and be like, no, it's our character in our game. We're doing whatever the hell we want. Yeah. But they have catered to that, and they've made it a deeper character by doing that. Uh, you can morph ball jump with Samus mm-hmm. and on recovery, which is ridiculous, but great. Um, the spells of Hero... From yeah. Uh, Dragon, yeah. Dragon 
Quest. Quest. Yeah. I used a Dragon's Tale, didn't I? No, that's not a game, I don't think, is it? No, Hero's Tale maybe is a, is a game Tale. somewhere. Yeah. Blue Dragon. Release game for the Xbox 360. It's fucking terrible. I remember the cover art yeah. for that game for some reason. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, it was a blue dragon. Yeah. It like literally what it was. White background, blue dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Clip art. But yeah, I think that's that's attention to detail. I think is something gamers in particular appreciate. Yeah. Like well, um, Easter egg, like there is a reason Easter eggs exist and people love them. Yeah. And people will like make, you know, twelve page uh, online forums talking about them or. 20 minute YouTube guys yeah and with the example of Smash specifically I like the Ryu Ken Terry stuff it's not just their inputs it's the way that they play so they actually play like uh, fighters from traditional yeah, 2D like the, fighters like, like the auto turn around and stuff yeah they auto turn around they're all about combos they're all about like punish it's, it's, yeah. they don't play like other Smash characters it's like like you can't like if you don't know the combos, you're you're bad with those characters. Yeah, you play in a completely different way, like completely different, and that's just a testament to Sakurai and his. He's an amazing game designer. He he deserves more. Like, Whatever he has, like he him and Miyamoto, they've got to be like. Yeah, Miyamoto's like. He's like he's god like level. god, and then Sakurai's like, like Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sacrilege. <laughs> uh, and I'm I'm a big fan. Um, of games that incorporate multiple perspectives okay. at the same time. Um, as much as I didn't think it was a good game, it was an okay game. Dead Rising Three. Oh. Um, it God, could have been sorry. a lot more. <laughs> no, it, you know, it promised something because that that game. Yeah. That was when so that was a launch title for the one. Yeah. And all it basically was was a tech demo to go look how many enemies we can get on screen at the same time. There's a thousand zombies. That's great, yeah. isn't it? You know, I'm, I'm no. confusing it with Dead Rising Four. Sorry. The where yeah. Frank West comes back. So yeah. Dead Rising 3 isn't actually as bad as I thought it was. Sorry. No, it's not. No, it's, um, it's okay. It was, it was fun. They had fun combat vehicles in that game, at least. The story yeah. was a bit... But, you know, in an open world game like that, it's not going to be... No. You don't play it for that. Um, but yeah, in the DLCs they had, uh, all of them were called... Uh, the collection of them was called uh, Untold Stories. Yeah. And so you played the main campaign as a guy called Nick, who was just kind of a bit of a vanilla guy. Mm, he's like a mechanic, right? Like yeah, a, yeah. Hispanic mechanic. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> How are we on race for the second time in an hour? Let's back in my Uh Yes. So that happened. Yeah. The main campaign yeah. as Nick. And then all the DLC was you played as different people in the city at the same time. Okay. And then you'd like overlap. So you'd fight people. So there's one where you're like a gang leader, this crazy um, um, motorcycle gang dude. Yeah. And then his DLC ends. He's like the first boss you fight in yeah. the main campaign. And when his DLC ends, you see like Nick coming over and he's like, oh, I've got another challenger. And so I think that's, oh, that's when cool. those two things like intersect and that's really cool. That's Yeah, that, that is a nice touch. That's, that's like a nice bit of storytelling. Yeah. And then probably the more prevalent example that people know is um, in Half-Life. So okay. Half-Life 1, you have the different things where you have oh, blue, blue shift, shift and opposing force and yeah. stuff. So I, I think that's really cool when that you... There's points where you see like G-Man and stuff and you can see... Uh... Experience the story from a different perspective. Yeah. I think it's quite a unique thing to games as well because you have films that do it like Crash and this terrible rom-com. I think it's called New Year's Eve. I... Oh, yeah. I know. yeah. And... It's like American Love, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it works in films, but I think it, you because in a game you get more attached to your, your character. Yeah. So seeing 
your actions reflected. Yeah, you're you like, know, oh like, my god, like even though, especially for something that is like this opposing you. Yeah, it's, it's just like, oh, this this has been ruined. But I did this in my other save. Yeah, as the other guy. It's you know? it's just like a cool a cool touch. I like that. And then going on to the multiplayer side of it. Okay. I'm I'm gonna say this. Anyone who disagrees with me, you can fight me. <laughs> Make a podcast and fight me. <laughs> fight him on the podcast. Uh, pick ten. Mm-hmm. Is better than three perks. Yeah, definitely. Like infinitely better. Blops two was. Blops two is the best Call of Duty online. Fight me. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> like, it it just is. Like that was, and not because I was the best at it. That ironically was what I was. Um, well, that and four, I was probably um, I had the most fun with, and like was objectively the best at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's blocks too because you could customize yourself in so many ways. Yeah. If you wanted three attachments, you could. If you wanted to just run over with a pistol and like eight grenades, you could. Yeah, and and it was balanced. Yeah, uh, you could, quote you unquote could, balanced. You, you couldn't make yourself insane. You could make yourself really good if you were like if you someone max. Yeah, so someone could be like. Um, you know, trying to snipe, and you could just be this like lightning guy running around. But if that guy's amazing at sniping, you're gonna lose. And I'm if sure he's, you like, had claymoring himself up. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. And I'm sure you had weapons that were unbalanced because it's Call of Duty, and there's always weapons that are yeah. that way. Like I used to have uh, refills on the grenades, three grenades, smoke grenades, and I used to have an LSAT with a target finder. So I just to smoke myself up, stand in a circle, and then do that. And then people I killed, I do that, and I just go to another place and do that. Yeah, that, that's and that's I wanted the way to do to that, play. and yeah. it's your job to stop me. But you yeah. won't. If that's the way you want to... <laughs> that's, a chat, that's a direct challenge. 1v1 him in the smoke. That's what he's saying. But yeah, I agree with you on the pick 10. I thought it was a much better way to form uh, a personal experience in the multiplayer. I, I played I played 4, and I was crap at it. Modern Warfare 2, I was okay at it. Blops 1... Modern Warfare 2 was a bit scummy, though. It was like cheese. Just yeah. cheese central. Blops 1... You find the average. strongest weapons, and then everyone used those. Yeah, everyone... What was it? Oomph. Um, forty five. It was Ump and the and the two shotguns, right? The model. Yeah, the model. Eighteen eighty sevens. Terminator. Oh, I can swing those mothers around. Um. Yeah, blops one. I was right at blops two. Was like my peak. I hated blops one, which is a really unpopular opinion. Yeah. I didn't get on with any of the guns. The Galil, and that was it. The the guns like in blops, in blops two were, were way better. Yeah. PDW. Way, way better. Oh. P D W. Um, and I played. World at War. I loved World at War. I loved the yeah, bolt action liked... rifles. Yeah. I thought that was really... You had to earn scopes, didn't you, on snipers on World at War? Yeah, you started off with just yeah. the iron sights. Like, if you could hit a saucy headshot with Springfield iron sights, you were on something. You were, you were, you were on the I next level. I think I wasn't good at... I've never been generally good at sniping in games overall. Only, like, gears. Not in, like, classic first-person shooters. No, I, um, I tend to stay away from snipers. I'm like, okay, but I'm not, you know. I'm a, I'm a rifles guy or a shotgun guy. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a twitch clipper. Nah, I'm, it's like SMGs and sniper rifles are for people that have their sensitivity at 10 yeah. all times. They've got their razor hat on, got a monster in hand somehow, and they're still kicking my ass in whatever game we're playing. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you on the blobs. I agree with you on the blobs. Shall I, shall I just throw one in there? If you want, go for it. I'll throw one in there. Go on. Hand of Fate, a game I've spoken about before. Love Hand of Fate. You're Love Hand fan. of Fate 2. The studio's gone bust as of 20, oh, no way. 2017, I think, 2017, 2018. Oh, wow, so I'm really late to a party. Yeah, it was... You probably told me that, and I just didn't remember, but yeah. No, I, I can't remember how I found out, but it made me sad. I, I love the games. I don't know why they weren't successful with them. But they the way they handled 
the difficulty curve through the game. So you start off with like just just you. You're just a man. You're just going around. You're killing like skellies. It's fantasy. You're doing you're doing all this kind of stuff. It's um, anything that speaks to your D and D playing more so. It does. There's yeah. there's like a whole uh, choose your own adventure aspect to it, which I absolutely friggin' loved. But as you progress through the story, you'll beat say you'll beat a boss for the skeletons. In the next uh, campaign stage level, whatever you want to call it, mm. all of the skeletons now have a new ability. And it does that with each one of the factions as you beat their bosses. But over time, you're also getting better and better and better because you're unlocking new weapons, new encounters, new you're getting new stuff. So as you're powering up, they're not introducing new enemies. They're introducing new ways to fight the enemies that you previously fought. And everything, including you, you get faster, you do more damage, uh, you can parry more easily, and so can all the enemies. So like the whole the stakes for the whole game are just rising. Like you're getting more powerful. All the enemies, all your basic enemies are rising with you. I think yeah, that would It's quite a cool a Yeah, cool the thing. fact that you go, okay, I beat them, but not because I got better and they stayed the same. Like I've learnt more. Yeah, I know about them, them better. Yeah. yeah. I, I I just really like that. Even though you could say it's comparable to any kind of difficulty curve where they add new enemies in. You see, yeah, but you've got to think more about that so you don't you have to to just increase numbers is like a you know it is a way of doing it, but I think it's a lazy way of doing it. So when you add in more factors that you've gained and so have the enemies, yeah, you have to balance that out more. Like, so you're not a, you're not a god and so they're like not impossible. Bandit, if you beat the bandit, the first bandit um, king, uh, after that all bandits can throw knives now. So you've just got an extra thing. You you get uh, told about it and you're like, okay, well that's something else I've got to watch out for. And all the rat men corpses start exploding and leaving poison behind, and eventually they get like a lunging attack. It's like everything is like changing and evolving in the same way that you're changing and evolving as you go to the end game. So that was one mechanic that I really liked. And what was I talking about? I can't remember something. That was enough. That was good. That was enough. Calling it? Yep. Oh. So those are our mechanics. Matt, what is our question for next time? So, for... The next episode, we are going to be asking you, how do you design good collectibles? What are we defining as collectibles, what should we say? Uh, anything you collect, too stupid? I would say so, Like not like in Banjo, where collecting is literally the core mechanic of how you move forward in the game. Okay. Like, uh, or like stars in Mario. So like ancillary collectibles. Yeah, so things that are put in the game as extra, generally... This is closer to my heart because they're usually the the bane of an achievement hunter's life. Yeah. So let's say like bonus the, collectibles. Yeah, like Intel in Call of Duty. Or, Feathers in Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Flags yeah. in Assassin's Creed, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Anything in a UB game. <laughs> oh God, that's a different conversation. that's it for this episode guys that was episode five done and dusted thank you so much for listening to us as always yep thank you for choosing to spend your time with us and keep an eye out for box ludio on youtube we gotta stop saying it we gotta stop well, saying it and start doing it well okay right now we've got better equipment yeah we're starting to sound a bit better give it another three four eps yeah we hope that people can hear that we you know we've got uh all new equipment now i feel like the quality has jumped significantly i think it's a significant jump yeah, yeah. it feel it feels better so but yeah, 
I feel like now maybe we've got this, we can push this to one side. I don't feel like we could get much better without having a huge investment. Yeah, this um, is a investment enough. Yeah. Uh, We're sounding good. Yeah. So We're talking good. I think YouTube well. will be the, the next step. But Yeah. There we have it. Uh, if you like what you heard, you can follow the podcast to get a notification of when we release a new episode, which um, is going to be this one. And where? Where are we releasing them? Uh, they... We release everything through Anchor, which if you do want to start your own podcast, that's a really good app to use, um, which will be reiterated by the ad at the end of this uh, <laughs> Comes as standard. Yeah. Because Kindly. You, because you don't pay for it. That's what happens when you have... <laughs> that free content, baby. Yeah, when you have that free system that you have to use monetary ads. Uh, yeah, you can get it through Anchor, which distributes on Spotify, mm-hmm. which I believe is where most of our viewership comes from. Yeah. Um, on Google and Apple Podcasts as well. So those are the three main. There are some other publishing sites, but I imagine those are the three main places that people are going to get it from. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I make a joke, but nothing. We funny. got. We have that in the notes. Like make make joke now, but sometimes it can be a bit forced. So yeah. If it, if I can think of something off the top of my head, but no, no funny day. Nah, all right. Day. Next time. Next time. <laughs>